Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Christian Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. God bless you. Get, get, get with your family. Get with your uh, friends wherever you are at and get your Bibles together. And um, we're going to look together today to the uh, 10th chapter of the Gospel of St. Luke. Luke, the 10th chapter. St. Luke chapter 10. When you get there, say amen. Amen. And uh, we're going to begin reading with verse 1 and read just to the end of verse 9 now. Ready? Read. That's good. Now ready, we're going to read verse 17. Read verse 17. Read. All right, hold the Bible above your head. This is the word of God. Come on, shout it like an army. Not an opinion. Not tradition, not tradition, not subject to debate, not subject to debate. Alive. alive, God said, God said I, believe, I believe, and that settles it. He is who he says he is. He will do what he said he will do. I am who he says I am. I have what he says I have. And I can do what he said I can do. 
Now, if you believe that, set the Bible down and let the Lord hear the greatest shout of praise ascend out of planet Earth in thanksgiving to Him. Glory to God. Glory to God. forevermore praise the Lord forevermore praise the Lord forevermore I'd like to minister to you today about the fall, the plunder, and the occupying forces. I'd like to talk to you about the fall of your adversary, Satan, the victory of your Lord and his plunder of the kingdom of darkness. And the mission for your life to occupy as the forces of Almighty God on planet earth. You are more than a conqueror through Christ which strengthens you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I want to talk to you not only about a word that God has exploded into your earthly atmosphere as of yesterday, but I want to talk to you about an ever-present, reliable bridge of victory, authority, provision, and ability to walk over anything and everything that tries to flood or overwhelm your life with the powers of this age.
I love you and I know you sense and, and, and recognize the powerful presence of our Lord um, and, and his activity among us. So I, I want to do my best as I promised the Lord to do, to deliver to you this word in not only the form of um, uh, power and, and resurrection life and ecstatic impartation that you and I sense in this place, but also in reliable material that you as a believer can implement in the form of wisdom and sobriety in the world you're living in. And um, I believe that as you do that, you will never ever give the enemy a moment of victory over your life. And, and we will speak the same thing. We will be of agreement with the King of glory regarding his report of his body, the church. We will believe. We will believe. So you may give someone a high five, tell them anything's liable to happen here today. Tell them anything of God that is. Oh man. Well, we thank the Lord for his goodness. And I want to just follow in, in what I mentioned earlier, the direction of this word. It's very important, triune scriptural facts. Satan is the first failure. He is not he is not a failure of God. God did not create a failure. God created a perfect angelic being according to the sacred scriptures. The failure was a decision of that angelic being that was made at the consequence of his connection with his creator. And iniquity was found in him. And so that decision that the enemy made defined him as the enemy of God. Now we don't have time, but how many of you know that's Bible? That's the sacred scriptures. You were perfect in the ways that you were in the day that you were created till iniquity or wickedness was found in you. The prophet Ezekiel on behalf of God declares to the first one that fell. You read it today. I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. So yesterday or in the previous session, the Lord directed doctor to talk about the fall of man. But you have to know that man did not fall because man was a failure. Man fell because the enemy made a decision to be a failure. He'd rather have his own kingdom than get into the kingdom of Almighty God and stay there. And so you and I today, we're not looking for our own church. 
We're looking for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ that he said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. My God. It's so very important because this is the world that you and I are called to be the occupying forces in. And until we meet this moment and you switch from being impressed with how big the enemy is and realize that God has already marked him as the first failure he's irredeemable he's got a short time and there are many people today that he thinks he has but they have redemption they have an opportunity to hear you to hear me to hear the word of the living God and come to the saving knowledge of the king they're gonna run into the occupying forces. They're gonna run into the sent ones. You may be seated. Is that okay if I talk about the title today? I'm gonna talk about the title today. The fall. That's who fell. Satan fell. I beheld Satan as what? Lightning. Well, who tempted Eve? Satan. Shout it. Satan. When Adam and Eve fell, what did God say to the woman? I will put enmity between you and the woman between her seed and your seed. So he made plans. And then the word of God, now, now don't make the mistake of thinking, well, I know where Doc's going with this. I know the Bible. Don't make, I'm not talking about the Bible. I'm talking about the word in you. Because you can't wave a Bible at this world and get results, but you can speak the living word of God and you will get results. The word is near you, in your heart and in your mouth. The word of the living God is not on a page of paper only. It is on the tablets and on the minds of men and women that understand the Lord today. Should I stop? I love you. Some people say, well, you know, the reason that the Lord sent or God sent the angel Gabriel to talk to the Virgin Mary about Christ was because Mary was just simply a woman and she could bear children. Well, why did God need to become a man? Why did God the word? Why did the son of God? Choose to be conceived, born, breastfed, changed. Why did God become a man? I'm glad you asked. Because he said, 
oh, you looked down on my creation and you thought you could take my stuff away? I'm gonna become as if I'm my creation and I'm gonna plunder your kingdom. rescue the souls of men and women I'm going to deliver the afflicted I'm going to set the prisoner free Excuse me if I belabor this a little bit. Go beyond chapter 10 of Luke. And here's Christ as a baby. And people think they could kill him and get away with it. But there, there's assignments. Angels can talk to the parents. Dreams can come to Joseph. And when the earth is raging to try to stop what God is starting. They can't find where he's at. That's good news because the same angels are available today. Because the, the word in you will not be killed. He will not be stopped. He will not be silenced. He will not quit. Glory. Before today is over, you will not only know what the Lord is saying, you will know how to walk it out in your world, in authority, in victory, in triumph, in protection, preservation. They can't because why? Because Joseph was a godly man. And because Mary was willing to trust uh, the leadership of God regarding this supernatural blessing. The Christ, the anointed one. Wonderful. Herod fails. They come back. And it still looks like, you know, 12 years old, he's got good plans. But it still looks like, you know, he's a carpenter. And then the next thing you know, he steps through his own delegated authority. John the Baptist. So he steps through that baptism. I just want to set you straight here. What did you come for, Lord? What was the fear of devils? We know who you are. Are you come to torment us? Oh, they knew he was coming to plunder their kingdom. They knew they couldn't do anything about him. They knew, they knew 
Are you come to torment us before our time? Have you come to plunder us? Have you come to... And so the enemy just thought if I could only, you know, get away with getting rid of this, this Jesus of Nazareth. If I could get rid of him, we will not see any more of his works. We will not see him casting us out, making us homeless. I'm talking about devils now. How many understand what I'm talking about? Devils want to live in people. How many are glad that you're not the house of devils? How many are glad you're the house of God? Should I come down there again? I'm getting blessed off the title. see his works again because see what we're going to go homeless we're going to we're going to go seeking through the dry places and seeking rest and find none we don't want that so if we could get rid of him we'll get rid of his works it's kind of so logical it's a little scary it almost scares me about the intellectual condition of many of you in the body of Christ. Because you seem to believe that because Christ is ascended, his works are no longer available. And you certainly believe that the devil's active. So whose report are you really believing? But no, the Lord is not absent. The apostle Paul said to the Ephesian church, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus, world without end. In the church, by Christ Jesus. In the church, by Christ Jesus. The sick are healed. The dead are raised. The blind see. The deaf hear. Provision is made. Because where we're gathered in his name, there he is. Never said it's just as if he's there. No, it didn't say it's just as if he's there. It doesn't even read like that. He is here right now. He's here right now. So, of course, we understand that in the redemption and in the, in, I'm going to follow the Lord, in, his, in our Lord's willful decision to lay down his life, the whole world has an ability and has enough creativity, ingenuity, and imagination. Hit someone and say, those are three things. Those are three 
And we have enough imaginations to do whatever we want to do with that scenario of him being betrayed and crucified. We could say, well, you know, he lost his ministry. We could say, well, people say he rose from the dead, but we don't know if we believe it. Could be a number of things. But you and I who believe, we know he rose again. We know he's alive. We know he saves. We know he fills. We know he baptizes with the Holy Spirit. Many of us know that he causes us to live and not die. To be healed even though the medical community thinks we'll never walk again. But here we stand because of the power of Almighty God. Glory to God. So you and I know that on that opportunity time, even among people who are brain dead, how many understand that all of us without God are brain dead? If we are on Pilate's side, we're brain dead. And if we're on Caiaphas' side, we're brain dead. It doesn't matter whether we're Greek or Jew. Without Christ, you're brain dead. I know some of say, well, that's mean. You shouldn't say that about people. Listen, it's a theological diagnosis. And who is more qualified than a theologian of theologians? understand it means that we're limited in our ability to grasp the truth and and the portrait I'm trying to make is that there was a decision it was we can either free the worst you know criminal Barabbas and empty our you know death row or whatever and release a criminal that's going to probably threaten our kids family everybody else or we could just let this rabbi who's just helping people go. But we're so brain dead that we chose the criminal. But see, on God's side, God was saying, I'm going to lay down my life in order to free everybody that's willing to believe on my finished work for you. You may have had a death sentence, but you're coming out to live life. The Lord said, I've come to plunder. I've got, and so before, before the Lord set captivity captive in his resurrection, the Lord was already emptying the prison. I'd call that a plundering. All right. Now, of course, we understand that the Lord died for our sins and rose again for our justification. Isn't that right? And we know that he was put to death in the flesh and he was quickened by the spirit. And we know the third one. It's another three things. We know the third one is that the Lord was made of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead. And no, it's not vodka, it's water. (laughs) 
You getting anything out of the title? So in light of that, here comes the Lord. And what does the enemy want? He wants his works to stop. So we go to chapter 10 and the Lord, the Lord tells us clearly. Um, he chooses 70. And um, the word is in the, in the plain English. Is um, appointed. The Lord appointed also 70. The word means the Lord in the original language. The Lord set in place. Set in place. In the original language set apart. In the original language made visible. That means did it in public. We mentioned earlier this week about the eastern um, apostolic teaching from the most ancient pre-denominational times regarding the ordination of women ministers. Yes. We talked about how the direction of the body of Christ was specifically what to pray over the candidate that's already approved for ordination in a position of ministry. I want you to shout that word before denominations. Before shout it again. Before that means in the purity of our Christian culture, Christian community, first century time when the scriptures were being written to us and sent to us and the teachers of the eyewitnesses of the Lord were spreading or teaching the doctrine of the leaders, um, the apostles and so on to us. At that time, the apostle Paul defines to the Corinthians that there are governments in the church. It says governments. Governments in the church means administrations in the church. Notice the administrations plural are in the church singular. Which means that different branches or portions of our gatherings and our uh, communion with God. Whether we're in the Gentile world or certain parts of it. Or whether in the, we're in the holy lands and as they were mapped out during the days of our Lord, the governments of that place would be conducive to the culture of the people and the inner working relationship between, between one another, etc. How many understand so far? So that means what may have been forbidden in one place of gathering because of law, because of culture, because of whatever, was not necessarily forbidden all the way across. It was different in different governments or administrations of the church. And so, but what was already shared universally or worldwide was that the bishop would call in the presence of people. That is, the original word would be to behold their setting apart. So it's a mutual expression of something done in public. And then hands would be laid on the candidate as we talked about. I don't know if you went that far, Dr. Robin, but, but then the prayer was listed on what to pray the same way we did yesterday when most of the wonderful women that were answering the call of God couldn't even get up off of the floor because of the power of the king in that ordination for one, two, sometimes three hours after the meeting was, was concluded because of the ministry and the witness of the almighty Holy Spirit. So when our Lord 
called the 70 or the 72 and appointed them. He did it publicly. The word means that. The word means set them apart in public. So in view of everybody, these 70 were placed. Are you listening to me? Should I get ahead of myself? So he tells them to go into all the cities that he was planning to go in. And we read that um, they came back with great joy. Did you read that? Because even what? Are subject to us what? In your what? So the Lord sent 70 in his name. Remember we just said that the failure, the devil wanted to stop the works of Christ. His argument being if Christ is not present, his works will stop. And yet 70 went everywhere where the Lord was not bodily present. And his works were being done because they went in his name. His name is still above every name. His name is still with the body of Christ. His name is still in our life. His name is still there. So the 70 that come back with great joy, even the devils are subject to us in your name. He said, um, he tells them, rejoice not that your name, your, your, the devils are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your name is written in heaven. He tells us, he says, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And rejoice that your names are written in heaven. And, and he, you know, he goes down the line, he tells them. He tells them whatever city you go in and they receive you. Receive what they give you. Abide in a house that's worthy. And it almost sounds as if the Lord is kind of drawing lines of distinction between one group and another group. And if we're not careful, we would suspect the Lord of not being fair to everybody. But the Lord is making a difference between we who are being prepared to be used in our world. And the world that's yet to receive the blessing that we have. He wants us to be willing to allow him to visit us in our time of fasting, our times of prayer, our times of gathering, our times of study, of our times of conferences, our times of, of training so that we could be proven by him, filled by him. So when we touch the outside, people would have an ability a decision-making ability to either believe or reject. And he said, if they don't receive you, shake the dust off your feet as a witness against them. There's still dust in the world that can be shaken off your feet. And there's still villages, cities, and people groups and family and homes in this world that need to hear the gospel. You are the occupying forces sent by God. To bring a mission to this world of the good news and the gladness of the gospel. Glory be to God. And, and I want you to know that the Lord is not only erasing the influence of 18 plus years. As he has dealt with that thing in your life. But he's given you wisdom, impartation, internal. 
no conviction to stand as an immovable pillar for the Lord. Not one moment of defeat in your life. You get ready. You get it. You mark this anointed words today. This world is about to see Christianity, the church, Christ, and he has never seen him before. Come on. Come on, run up here. Come on, run up here. Never seen, never seen the kind of power, the kind of witness, the kind of prophecy, the kind of service, the kind of yieldedness. The that is going to see in your life. Should I stop? No. You may be seated. I want us to look together, please. Again, I'm going to... I'm going to slow it down a little bit. We're going to look at the 15th chapter of the first epistle of St. Paul to the Corinthians. And uh, we're going to again stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. And while you're, you're settling on the 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians, remember now, 70 or 72, among those appointed or placed in place ministers, and I say 70 or 72 because the original manuscripts, some say 70, some say 72, so we have no problem. We have a body of believers that, we, that was sent out that were sent, and that word sent was apostello, the same apostolic word, the same word that is applied to the twelve, and then later on applied to uh, Barnabas and Saul and, and, and to others. Does that make sense? So this apostling of 70 people was done by the Lord himself. How many believe that? Okay, now we don't have to read between the lines, we have to just read the lines. When we came back in the form of the 70, because they're human, right? And, and, and as it was for them, it is for us. They went in what? In his name. And whose name do we go in? Okay, so they got results in his name. So when they went to whatever city, obviously they said, we're here in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. We're, in other words, we're sent. We're, in other words, we're ordained. And we're sent by our teacher, the Lord Jesus of Nazareth. And since some people said, whoa, we don't want that kind of Christianity over here, or that kind of religion over here, or that whatever it is. And they said, all right, fine. We're going to shake the dust off our feet for a witness against you, not against us. Because we're here permanently. We got eternal life. We're not trying to have a life. We have a life. We're here eternally. We have the victory. We have the redemption. We have the assurance. We have the backup. We have the king. 
We have found him. Glory be to God. So Amen. So we're going to shake the dust off our feet. Not out of meanness or anything. But we have cities to go to. Amen. I'm, t- I'm just talking about the 70. And whatever city received them. Well how did, they re- how did the city receive them? They said what? You were sent? You were apostled? You were shlihaled by the, the anointed one? I don't want to switch languages here. It's a lot of discipline going on in this altar. You were sent by the Lord, by, by, by Jesus of Nazareth? Well, come on in. You can stay in our house. Because if you're sent by him, then you're coming in his And so when we got the results, we came back and we were like, Woo, we're getting the results of the Lord. The works of the Lord are happening in our life. The devils respect us like they've never respected us before. We, we, we used to avoid devils. Now the devils avoid us. Glory. And we said to the Lord himself, Woo, even the devils do what we tell them to do. In your name. And he said the devil is the first loser. I beheld. Satan as lightning fall from heaven. And then, and then, he, and then he, he goes on to say. I give you authority. So that, that right there. Because some people say well the 70 went out and did that. And when they came back the work stopped happening. Well, no, no, no. When they came back, the Lord gave them authority. And he said, I give you authority over all the, the power, the dunamis of the uh, devil. And um, I give you authority to advance by setting your foot on scorpions and snakes. Child of God, International Miracle Institute student, apostolic women, you're going forward, stepping on the head. Stepping on the authority of every power in the kingdom of darkness in the name of the king of glory. You're stepping forward. You're coming out. And nothing shall by any means harm you. Glory be to God. Nothing will change your testimony. Nothing will get you double-minded. Nothing will get you to deny the king. Nothing. Is anybody as, as, as filled with... As I am today? You may be seated. 
You getting anything out of this? Somebody catch him, catch him, catch him, catch him. So I just want to um, make sure that we look at this for a moment because it's very important to the manna. You know what I mean by that? The bread uh, of the word of God. When we break the bread of the word of God to one another and we share this way under a very strong prophetical revelatory anointing, when there's maturity, we can pull back on it so, so that you would know what you're receiving. And in light of this, we go to the teaching of, or the teachings of the Apostle Paul. Before we go to that, let me clarify. The Apostle Paul, by his own words, was called through the appearance of Christ to him as one born out of season. So by Paul's own confession, he tells us, that he's not one of the 12 apostles of the Lamb, but he's the great chosen apostle, Paul, Saul of Tarsus. How many understand that? Yes. So in light of that, we could see his teachings, which are paramount to our Christian faith, very imperative for all of us to believe. In the early church, um, Peter, the apostle Kephas, and the apostle John, and, and the James, the brother of the Lord, and all of the um, 12 apostles of the Lamb and beyond understood the grace work that God had, had wrought in Saul of Tarsus and transformed him from an enemy of the church to a key leading apostle that's the single most published New Testament writer. So that's very important because then whatever the apostle Paul says about apostolic, we're supposed to believe. One thing we need to remember, and I need to remind you, there is not one verse of scripture properly evaluated that predicts that the church is called to live one day or any day without the availability of the works of Christ. There is not one scripture that says the Lord will move in the earth for a particular season and time and then stop and then you're left up to yourself. That's why it's good news to be the occupying powers. That's why it's good news to be the occupying forces. That's why we're not victims, we're victors. So there's not one verse properly looked at that predicts you're on your own. Not one. Not one. Hallelujah. And also, I want to tell you that there's not one ancient church denomination. Hit someone say denomination. There's not one ancient denomination, east or west, that literally traces their roots to the first century the way this movement 
does, and we do have that stamp of approval by the Lord and his followers. There's not one that assumes the position that the day of authority or miracles of, or the works of Christ is over with. Not one officially takes that public stance, which is intelligent to a certain extent. That's why your ministry, this ministry has been used so worldwide to challenge people to dig into their archival and find out what their histories has delivered to them so that they can allow the Lord to breathe another fresh wind of refreshing into their generation now. And I really believe that we're living in a moment when the world's about to be sideswiped by the good news. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what I'm talking about? The, the world system. It's a good opportunity to have faith in the power of the good news. Is it okay if I slow it down a little bit? Amen. So the Apostle Paul says... Um, Look, look with me at uh, the 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians and verse 3. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, that's Peter, then of the twelve. Stop. Look at me. Notice he didn't say the 11 and the one they voted on. So the argument for some people who are, you're mistaken to think that the church made a mistake or the apostles made a mistake for uh, casting lots regarding those two wonderful men who lived with them all that time. No, the 12 were recognized by everybody, including the apostle whom? Shout it out loud. Now, if they were wrong, certainly the Apostle Paul would have known about it. And if they were wrong, certainly the scripture would not have included 12. <clears throat> and so that's very important for us to know that the Apostle Paul is not pretending that he's one of the 12. <clears throat> that's not me making it up. That's verse 5 of our Bible. 15th chapter, 1 Corinthians. After that... <clears throat> He was seen of above what? 500 brethren at once. 500 eyewitnesses altogether. <clears throat> of whom the greater part remains <clears throat> unto this present. But some are fallen asleep. <clears throat> After that he was seen of James. Speaking of the Lord's brother. Then of all the apostles. Read those words. Read them from the then. Then of all the apostles. Ready? Go. Then of all the apostles. Read them again. Then of all the apostles. Read them again. Then of all the apostles. Context being what it is, and language being what it is, then 
is clearly talking about a chronological method with which the Lord chose to reveal himself to his followers. And when we got to then, it means afterwards, to all the apostles, it would make absolutely no sense if the only apostles were the twelve. And so we know that among the 70, there were a minimum of two women. So at a time when it was not that popular to send a woman, at a time when Jesus had not yet gone to the cross, he appointed and sent out a minimum of two women in the Holy Land. Glory, get ready. He's going to plunder the work of the enemy. He's going to populate the kingdom of God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Lift your hands and shout hallelujah three times. Hallelujah. 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 Oh man, you may be seated. Well, this is good stuff. After that of all the apostles, then of all the apostles, right? And then last of all, he was seen of me also as one born out of due time. So he, he puts the chronological order behind what he's doing. And he shows us that among those 500, there were many that were recognized as apostolic ministries. And of course, James and others were recognized. And so if you can go back with me to Luke 10. Is that where we're at? And he says, as lightning fall from heaven, right? I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. And he goes on to say, I give you power or authority. That word is power is the Greek word exousia. I give you authority, delegated right. You can make up your mind based on what you know Christ did for you. And you're doing that today. You're making up your mind based on the fact that what Christ did for you and who Christ is with you enables you to advance. You're not facing a world that you're ejected out of. You're facing a system that you're occupied, you're occupying forces in. You're sent to deliver the mentally afflicted and the demonically tormented and fill the house of God with men and women that understand the culture of the kingdom. My God. My God. Hallelujah. 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 And so the Lord tells us, I give you that authority over all the power of the enemy. Nothing will any means harm you. The original language, I give you the authority to advance by setting your foot on scorpions and snakes. Meaning the powers of darkness. Meaning that you and I are oblivious to what this world can spew out in the form of poison. You will live and not die. Your immune system will work. Your health will be renewed. Your regeneration will happen. Your new years will come upon you. You will run like you've never run. The king will do as he's always done. Faithfully, abundantly, and over.
passion in your life. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory, 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 glory. You will occupy in your home in a God way. And by the way, here's how we occupy. Here's what you have. You have this authority, the Lord said. You have this ability, the Lord said. You have this privilege. And then he said, he started rejoicing in the spirit. How many know what rejoicing is? How many know what rejoicing is? To jump up and down hilariously and spin around. He began to rejoice. And he he began to rejoice in spirit. This is the word of God embodied. This is the living word of God embodied. And then he gets caught up into a realm where he starts praising. Because this, this mystery is hidden from the wise and the prudent. Listen. Don't wait to get to heaven to get smart. No, there is the wisdom of the Lord made available to we who believe on him. He said it's hidden from the wise and the prudent, but it's revealed unto babes. We come to the Lord as little children with sincerity and purity, and we believe that the victory belongs to him. We believe that he's in charge. We believe that he's faithful. We believe that he's reliable. We believe that he's present. We believe that he's active. We believe that he's with us, for us, on us. And, and, and the Lord our Savior is quoting, he's quoting a psalm that said you've chosen perfected praise to still the mouth of the avenger. I, I want you to get ready in production. I, I'm going to tell all my partners, members, students, friends to go to Global Revival. I want you to go to Global Revival. We're, we're going to stop on the public um, opportunity for you to see it. So I want you to, uh, in production, to shut it, we, wave it out. I love you. I love you. Call us. Call me. Get ready to do what the Lord has for you to do. And then I want my team to come over and get in the meeting. The Lord said, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, you perfected praise. And he's quoting, to still the mouth of the avenger. Listen to me. Listen to me. It's normal for an angry, defeated devil to spew out curses against the redeemed of the Lord. But you have both the authority and the right to praise God and bind his mouth. Blessings are yours. Provision is yours. You're acceptable in the beloved. He will uphold you. He'll walk in you. He'll walk with you. He'll strengthen you. He'll protect you. Glory be to God. He'll minister to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Glory, 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 glory. Glory, glory, glory. The necessary wisdom that we need in order to effectively occupy and influence the sphere that we've been entrusted with in life, in ministry, some of us in business, some of us in relationship or witness. That wisdom is now available to all of us who say, Lord, I want to be sober and I'll, I'll do what my leaders tell me to do in the sense that I will not live for me first. I live for the Lord first. It's easy for, for selfish people to live for them first. But it's easy for born of God people to live for God first. Glory. It's easy for us who believe in eternal result to be fruitful. The laborers are few. Why? Why, Lord? Pray for the Lord of the harvest to send forth more laborers into the vineyard. More laborers into what? Into what? What do we need more laborers in? We need more laborers that are productive in our life. We need the fruit of eternal kingdom manifested while we're going about allowing the Lord to be a personal blessing to us in every arena of life. My life. My life is measured by the fruit of the kingdom. My life is measured by graduates of the institute, by ordained ministers, by trained disciples. Your life. Should I stop? Once you have fruit and it's ever flowing in your life, you have a covenant that is constantly working. Now you have a covenant all the time. But it's one thing to have a covenant. One thing to have a covenant always working. And the Lord said it like this. You'll call. And he said, here am I. That's a working covenant. When, you, when you've got fruit and you know your fruit is for the kingdom and you're not living for yourself and you're living for the king. Thank you, Lord, that you've hid these things from the wise and the prudent. And you've revealed them to babes. You know that? My God, your life is taken care of. You don't have to wonder. You don't have to worry. You don't have to fear. You can be sure that God is committed to you. What do you want? What do you want? You want 10 years? You want 20 years? You want 30 years of commitment? What do you want? misunderstand what the man of God is saying. What I'm saying is that I've never been able, not that I've tried, but I've never been able to see God in the picture or the portrait or the report of what some people present him as. 
as if he's someone waiting for someday in the future to do something. Or someone who's, not, who's barely enough because we're just called not to expect too much from God. I've never been able to see the Lord like that. You know why? Because I've never questioned God. When he said, go and do this, or go and say that, or go over there and do this. I've never asked God, well, what's going to happen when I do? I knew that my God is too big. And, and people will look at you and they will covet what you have. But if you received what you have through the Lord, because of your obedience to God, nobody can steal what God has gifted you with. No one, no one. Get ready for divine health. Get ready for supernatural healing. Get ready for renewal of youth. Get ready for supernatural vision and clarity. Get ready. Get ready. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Well, go ahead. Get it. Get get the mouth of the avenger shut. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com and we'll see you next week.